Can he trust you with trial and you still won't give up? That is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp of AliciaVSharp.com. Today on the show, we have John Gray bringing us a word about David. David was number eight in the house and was overlooked by his father and his brothers. But we have to remember that God doesn't overlook us. Just like he didn't overlook David, he does not overlook us. Today, John's message is called, I am number eight. I hope you enjoy it. Here's John. First Samuel 16, starting at the 11th verse. God had appointed Samuel to go get a king. (coughs) Yishai, or Jesse, as we know him, was a well-respected leader. According to Jewish tradition, he and his family were great, mighty. He was (coughs) well-respected, well-regarded. Seven sons, mighty. But then he had another son. And there was a story around his conception. And when you study it, you will understand why his brothers didn't like him. And he was rejected by everyone. We don't have enough time to get into it, but there are people even with your same bloodline that just don't like you. Cousins. (laughs) She was like, yes. I'm sorry, you can come to the altar. Um, I need some water, by the way, please. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny Mac. You was right on the spot, my man. I love Johnny. David was in the field because that's where God makes leaders. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just chill and not cry and not wonder and not have to pray and not have to worship? But that's not how God makes leaders. David was in the field. The sons were in the house. Samuel shows up. He's got oil in his hands. It's a fragrant oil. It's about to flow. Somebody in this house is about to be king. Somebody in the house is about to be king. And it's funny because nobody would expect for any of us to be invited to the house. What could God really do with you? My wife said something when I was getting ready to walk up onto the platform. She was like, you haven't even finished your first college degree yet. What are you doing writing a book? You were, you were raised in a single-parent household. What, what are you doing writing a book? Nobody else in your family wrote a book. What are you doing writing a book? She was saying, and that's what the enemy was whispering the entire time. What you doing with a TV? You ain't going to have no TV show. All of these things that the enemy whispers because I'm the most unlikely But that's who we are. We're the ones nobody saw coming. I got a brother here. I got one there. I got a sister here. You know, they never saw you coming, don't you? You have too many strikes next to your name. 
too many statistical categories that aren't in your favor. You know, you've got too many things going against you. You and I, we've made too many mistakes for God to use us. And God says, oh, for real? Just stay in the field. And I'm sure Jesse and his brothers are like, look at him. He's always out there. Look, I don't even know who he's talking to. He's just out there. We can't see who he's talking to because you don't see his relationship with God growing. Because you're looking at him through carnal eyes. And what you think is daydreaming, he's downloading. Somebody say, I am number eight. Samuel said to Jesse after he tried to pour the oil, he tried to pour the oil on all seven of them. Not none of y'all, that this oil ain't moved. The oil was just in the bottle, like, don't nobody move, don't. Samuel said, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, little redhead, little dirty, bright eyes, good looking. You know you cold, look at you, go ahead. <laughs> smile at the person next to you, they don't even realize how fly you are. Go ahead, just give him a smile to the hand. What's funny is, he didn't know how he looked because he had been told he was one thing. But the anointing reveals who you actually are. <clears throat> he walks in and the Lord said, I love this because up to that point, people were talking. I'm trying to help somebody because there are a lot of people that talk about you. People with power, people with authority. And they think that they actually have control over what God's about to do in your life. Oh, poor people. You didn't make me. You didn't create me. You don't answer my prayers. I don't worship you. You didn't die for me. You weren't on no cross. You didn't come out of an empty tomb. You don't get to decide my value, my worth, what I'll be, what I'll do. You think you got power? You don't have power over me. Talk all you want. Whisper all you want. Hate all you want. Because the Lord's about to speak. The Bible says, the Lord said, get up. He said, arise. Get on up. Stay on the scene, get on up, like a holy machine, get on up. He said, arise. <laughs> Anoint him. This is the one. Go ahead and, and, and tap yourself. Look at somebody, say, I'm the one. Tell somebody else, I'm the one. Clayton, they wouldn't know it because you're so humble, but you're the one. You've been serving God real quiet, but you're the one. People don't, they may not know your name, but people have been, been benefiting from your anointing for a little while. And, and the humility on your life would keep you hidden. But God's about to shine his light on you and say, anoint him. He's the one. 
him and his wife, they're the ones. They've been faithful. They've been sowing. They've been pressing. They've been believing. Arise, anoint him. And even in moments when the enemy was like, look at you, all hidden and invisible. You could go somewhere else and you'd have a spotlight, but you never wanted the spotlight. You just wanted to serve God. But now God's about to shine his light on you and say, him, he's the one. I'm trying to say something in here. Tell somebody I'm the one. I'm the one. You don't understand. The ones who are about to be the ones never wanted to be the one. We just wanted to be faithful, but God made us the one. Don't get mad at me because God chose me. I didn't call me. I didn't make me. I did not gift me. God did this. He said it's time, so you can't stop me. Please move out of the way while God does what he's going to do in my life. Tell somebody I'm the one. Now give him a praise like you know who you are. Samuel took the horn of oil, Jackie. He began to pour oil. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to cry, but you got to understand he had been an outcast to his own brothers. His own father didn't even respect him enough to invite him into the house. Do you know what it's like to be an outcast to the very people you've been trying to love your whole life? You've been wanting them to accept you. You've been wanting them to respect you. And they keep dogging you, tearing you down, ripping you to shreds, telling you, you ain't going to be nothing. You ain't never going to go nowhere. And you start to believe it, but you walk outside and you keep worshiping. You walk outside and you keep writing songs. You stay faithful to a father that doesn't even love you, but you love him. And God sees it all. He saw your heart when he saw them turn against you and you still prayed for him. You still, you still loved him. You still respected him. Even when they made fun of you, you still never disrespected them. God saw it all. Tell somebody he sees it all. Tell somebody he sees it all. people see what's happening now I'm 43 I've been fighting and serving God since I was 7 years old I was abused at four and a half, trying to figure out who I was and what I was. Until I was 19, I didn't even tell anybody what I had went through. And everybody made fun, talked about me every single day in school. I was the one they talked about, made fun of, and I didn't even clap back like I wanted to because I didn't know if I had the ability to fight if it came to blows. And so I kept it to myself, little single mother raising a little boy in the hood, and all I could do was go to church, direct the choir, sing songs stay faithful and then here I am 30 plus years later and everything that I went through was not in vain because God was doing something on the inside I am number eight the pain is worth it the tears are worth it. The struggle is worth it. God knew that he could trust you with it. 
You're not sentenced to pain. You're trusted with it. Can God trust anybody with tears? Can he trust you with trial and you still won't give up? That was John Gray, and you can listen to the entire message on YouTube if you search for John Gray, I am number eight. You can also find out more information about him and his ministry at johngrayworld.com. He has a book out called I Am Number Eight, as well as other resources you can find there. He also has his own TV show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Well, that is all I have for you today. If you will, please take a minute to share and rate this podcast. I would appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Morning Moxie, and I will see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.